Hello, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary individuals, and anybody else who decides to identify as anything else. I'm Coco Dove. And I'm Audrey. And I'm Kat. And we are the tea girls. The tea girls. Get into it. Get into it. Well, hello, Kat. Hello, Audrey. How are you doing over there today in North Carolina? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing amazing. It's sunny. It's shiny. It's not raining. I don't have any tornadoes. <laughs> How's the weather where you're at? Uh, right now, it's it's bright and shiny, but supposedly it's going to be really bad weather later, so we'll find out. I guess I'm going to get whatever Coco has. And for so. those wondering where the amazing Coco Dove is... She is currently being sucked up by a tornado and is being a slacker and cannot join. She decided to go run around and play Dorothy with a tornado. Sounds without about, the house. <laughs> without the, with her little itty bitty house. <laughs> her kids' dreams are coming true. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about Coco. Because for those who don't know, obviously none of you know except for two of us, we recorded this episode and somebody, I'm not going to say names, Coco Dove's audio (laughs) messed up and I could not edit it and save it. So now we're doing the episode without her, which is going to be more entertaining. Leave it to Coco. In memory of Coco Dove. This is her eulogy. This is her damn eulogy. She's she not was, actually dead, by the way. We're just going to no. pretend like she is. Yeah, no, she's not dead. She's very much living <laughs> in a tornado. For two days. For two days. I can't, in full honesty, anytime I hear her name now, I cannot laugh and not hear her telling us a story of how she came up with the name Coco. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the Coco, and then it was, she spelled it with a K, thinking you spelled Coco with a K. Oh, she! <laughs> I wish everyone could have like just ten minutes with Coco one on one. Just ten mm-hmm. minutes, because that ten minutes is going to change your life. You're never going to like think the same. It's true. You will she... always think back to that moment. Oh, all those moments. So, how did you originally meet Coco? Uh, so I met. It's such. I met Coco um, because my roommate um, at the time had met her previously. I don't know how they connected, but um, I had heard about her through um, a photographer up here that does a lot of like drag photography and stuff. And everybody was just talking about how great she was and how much of a great person she was. And, you know, drag being competitive. I was like, who the hell? Who are you? What are you? And I was like, oh, I'm not. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like her because I feel like she's going to be that person that like knows that everybody likes her. And then I met her when she came over to our apartment. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, she's genuinely nice and like amazing. And all the the same Coco that we know today, um, except 
uh, at that point, I found out she'll, uh, that she was living in her van. So I invited her to move in with us the day I met her. So this fucking van, for people who do not understand, I don't understand how Coco Dove is alive when she was driving this van. This mm-hmm. van was a torture device. It was literally a stoner van that she lived out of. And the amount of stories of how many times she almost <laughs> fucking died in this van. Like the fact that she rolled down a hill and could not break and went into a bush. And brought the bush hoped with her. <laughs> she has not, oh, that van. There was one time we were just driving through the parking lot and the muffler <laughs> fell off and she went back to get it and someone had stolen her muffler out of the middle of the street and she was so bad about it <laughs> that sounds about right this fucking van oh my god and i don't when i've never been in the van and i don't oh, think i've ever wanted to be in the van uh it turned when we would go to work because we worked together for a time um, it was like a 15, 20 minute drive and it would be like a 45 minute drive because her van could go over a certain speed. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It, it was, <laughs> but those were like the fondest memories. Like that's kind of like the boxcar children. Like I would find that van and put it in the backyard and just keep it there forever and be like that weird person. They'll be in a museum one day. Don't no, find that van. It'll be in the Smithsonian one day, and we'll be fucking dying laughing. I think somebody in her family ended up with it. I think so. I don't understand how she went from here <laughs> to North Carolina and then came back in said van. I do not understand the, I don't know. how that works. But you know what? Coco <coughs> is a force to be reckoned with, so mm-hmm. it was going to work somehow. Um, how I met Coco was mm-hmm. actually through the drag family. Um, and I kind of had the same, cause everyone, when I first started out, they would compare me to Coco and I'd be like, well, that's a little rude. Cause I didn't think I looked good when I started drag. So <laughs> I was just like, why oh, are you caught? Oh. I was like, she does not look like me. I was like, <laughs> she looks like star quality and I'm over here like fucking Crayola experience. Yeah. So... I really took that to heart. I mean, her didn't become sisters until we bonded on some traumatic stuff that went down, which is right around the time I moved. So it sucked ass that I gained an amazing sister. But, you know, I think I'm very grateful that she's not like some queens that have her name, like that high name in the community mm-hmm. and have that quality where they can just let people love them. Because usually those people tend to be assholes. And she's definitely not that person. So. Well, and one of the things about Coco, too, is I've had a lot of really negative interactions with other trans women. And I was very skeptical of meeting her just because at the time I had a lot of very mean trans people in my life. A lot of people who were, like, competitive about being trans and how how pretty you were, et cetera, et cetera. And... I met her and I was like, okay, like, this is a good person. Like, this is a genuine, like, accepting person. I can talk to her about anything. I'll laugh about everything. Mm -hmm. 
I think she makes a real good trans, which me and her started together. So she obviously could not be my trans mentor because we were going through the same shit at the same time. But now, like looking at her now, I think she makes a good person to be with because she's not that kind of trans. And I'm not either. And I feel like you're also this person that doesn't give into the you have to be this way. You know, right. she's very much broken down those uh, boundaries or boundaries or beliefs for other people. Because there's a lot of people in the trans community who are like, oh, you have to wear makeup daily. You have to be this way. You have to present this way. You've always got to talk this way. And it's like, no, just be happy with who you are. And I feel like she's definitely been that kind of person and that beacon of light. Because she's definitely the reason why I realized that, that you don't have to be what someone else is pinpointing you to be. You're whatever you're going to be, whatever makes you happy. So she did teach me that mm-hmm. along the way ironically and i just think i just adore her sometimes i don't think she thinks that she has self-confidence but i think it shows more than she may think yeah i think one of the one of the most magical things about coco is that there's such a sense of truth to her um just because like you know everybody can have their day where they're like oh i feel pretty today or whatever but hers are just so unintentional like she does she doesn't even realize that she's like having a good moment sometimes and it's just infectious because it's just i don't know she's just authentic i think that's the word i was trying to find she's just so authentic with yeah, she's her true self. Yeah. And it, it mm-hmm. shows. It 100% shows. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot for the trans community that not many people know about. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But she also doesn't let other people's opinions get to her. And she's been like that for a very long time. And that's something I adored from the get-go. I don't let everything affect me. But, you know, some things hurt. And she's always just been like, okay, fuck it. Move on. Mm-hmm. What's next? That's a beautiful thing to see. So we both have worked with Coco before in drag. You're about to work with her again here soon with the Disney show. Yeah, even though she canceled the other one. Oh, okay. I was about to say she canceled this one? No, not the Disney one. She canceled the whole weekend um, because it's the same time as Pride down there. So it's like... I cried just a little because I was just like, a little. <laughs> But how do you feel she is as a uh, drag professional? Uh, I mean, I've never really see, seen her really be unprofessional. Not while in drag. Like, she's just very... I think I think one of the great things about Coco is she doesn't have that line between drag persona and regular persona. She's still the same person across the board. She's still funny. She's still, Oh, you went silent again. I muted my mic. Oh, okay. I was like, Oh, I recognize the sign this time. <laughs> um, sorry, but she's just very genuine and authentic, um, both in and out of drag. Um, I think the biggest thing about Coco is she's one of the most creative people I've ever, ever crossed paths with. And when she has her mindset on something, she executes it. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. 
and she does it on her own, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's not, like, the thing I really love about her, especially in drag, is if you ask a lot of drag queens, now she may do this jokingly, but she doesn't mean it physically, verbally, I don't know. But uh, if you ask her, how can I help you with your drag? Her answer isn't money. She will literally tell you, oh, I need this, I need that, I need this. Like something like, I what pageant she was trying to do a long time ago. She was like, I need a big box to make this like fucking thing I can come out of, you know? Instead mm-hmm. of saying, oh, I need money to build a box. No, she's she actually physically asked for it instead of just asking for money. Because sometimes asking someone directly just for money can come off, you know? a little weird but because she knows what she needs she knows Mm -hmm. exactly what she needs and you never know what someone might be able to get you that's for damn sure that's true and she is anytime i've worked with her anytime we plan a show together she's always my uh mental savior because Mm -hmm. all you have to tell her is the time the place and anything you need her to do and she's there and if she gets there and you need something else She'll do it. She has no ifs, ands, or buts. As long as it's not going to be, you know, obviously anything rude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I love working with her. I think she's amazing. Yeah, I just have such a, a good time with her um, and working with her. And even when she's not in the show, she's always just this supportive person um uh, one of my favorite memories i think we talked about this on my episode um was i i did this number um and she was so drunk she was laying <laughs> at the floor in the back dressing room next to a big huge trash can just screaming about how much she loved me and how it was my favorite or how her favorite number i've ever done and so, like, even when she was completely, like, wasted, she was, like, still s- super supportive. <laughs> yeah, no, I've only seen her, like, a truck a couple of times, but she's... So funny. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, she loves drag in and out of it. Like, she, mm-hmm. and she loves the community, she loves the history of it. And I love people like that, that not only love what they do in the craft, but they take it further to love the history of it and she takes the time if you want to learn about it will take the actual time to teach you and educate you it will be very very it's very nice thing of her without coco i would have never understood what i turned my bio in on time meant (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and that's like my best one of my favorite pageant things Coco is the reason why I got into watching pageant stuff. I've mm. only done one pageant myself. I'll probably do one maybe later in life, but I love watching it. It's mm-hmm. just, she made it just something she made fun. And I love watching it with her because like she gets it. She gets it. It's like she was made to do drag. Mm-hmm. She I was just put on this earth to do drag and mm-hmm. she does it amazingly and I think she's gonna do with Miss Continental coming up I'm so excited and I'm gonna do my like a hundred percent damn best to be in Chicago to see her do Miss Continental yeah she's she's gonna 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Coco. She's going to blow him right out of the water. I've always told her, I was like, if you get on Dragula, Drag Race, whatever TV show, I will quit my job and I'll go around the world with you being your little assistant. I don't care. I was like, because I will go with you. I will follow you. It's like, I don't care what I get out of it. You ain't got to pay me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. if. Okay, let me ask you that question. If she got on one of the shows, because there's only really two shows that I would say at this moment are worth getting on in the drag community. Which one do you think it would be? Like TV show? Yeah, Dragula or Drag Race. Oof. The good thing about her is she can dance the line between the two so easily. Yes. Hmm. I kind of want to say... Honestly, I kind of want to say RuPaul. Um, only because she's such a bright personality and such a, like, vibrant person and just hilarious. Mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race will take the time to put that in, where Dragula kind of seems to be a little bit more serious about it. Like, I don't really recall ever really laughing at an episode, whereas with Dragula, or with, with Drag Race, um, I find myself laughing at, you know, stupid stuff people say. So yeah. I feel like just based on her personality and her comedic relief, I would I would say Drag Race. I would say Drag Race as well, just because I feel like she'll bring stuff to Drag Race that people haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And if she goes on Dragula, I think she will do exceptionally well. I just feel like it will be the norm on Dragula, and that's cool. And she would do amazing, and I think she would win. But I think her going to Drag Race would excel it even more because they're not used to what she would bring. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, Drag Race is starting to get very redundant. And I feel like she would fix that redundancy. And I would love to see Coco do Snatch Game. Oh, my God. I don't know who she would Who do you think she would play in Snatch Game? I'm trying to I don't. I don't know who I think she would play, but I know who I think she'd be good at. Who do you think she'd be good at? I think she could do Miranda Sings oh slash God. Colleen Ballinger. I'd like start out with with uh, Colleen Ballinger and then like in the middle of this Dutch game switch to Miranda. I, this one's been done a million times, but I feel like she would do it exceptionally well. Katy Perry. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, God. No, no <laughs> one please ever do Katy Perry. Um, I feel like she would do, uh, oh God, why can't I threw you off? Sorry. Oh yeah. No, the name just, oh my God. I feel really bad. Oh, I should really just now go to hell because I forgot this really famous icon person's name. Oh my God. Bring me the ax, Tina. Why can't I think of her name? Oh my mommy dearest. Oh, um, Joan Collins. No, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Mm -hmm. Joan Collins. Joan Crawford. (laughs) I think she would do really well with that character, but mm-hmm. it's been done so many times at this point. I don't know. I think I would love to see her on Snatch Game. It would be the funniest mm-hmm. thing I have ever seen, and I would probably cry. That would, yeah, I would just, every episode. Every episode I'd cry, because you know they're going to get her off. She's going to say something in a confessional incorrect, and you know they love fucking not <laughs> editing that out. Oh, they don't have Audrey to 
They don't have me to like cut out everything. Because y'all don't understand the amount of episode I have to. My thing about Coco is she'll be talking and she'll she talks really fast when they edit. And then she'll like, oh edit that out and she'll keep going. And I'm like pause, pause. When you say edit out, pause. <laughs> then I have that brief pause. Oh, it's just fun though. Like there, I'm going to release an episode of anything that's not uh, too bad. Yeah, and put it on uh, an episode because it, especially the first episode you were on, Ramin, you are just in tears. Oh my <laughs> God, no one will ever understand the amount of laughter that came out of that episode because her internet was messed <coughs> No, I I laugh so much when we do these. It's great. <laughs> and it's she's such a she's a nonchalant funny person. Like she just <laughs> doesn't try and she's funny and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is I love being around her." So What excited. would you say um one of your favorite moments um with Coco would be like in drag? We can always separate it. We can do in drag for now. In drag, okay. My favorite in drag moment with Coco. Oh, <laughs> this is a. Sorry, I thought about mine. <laughs> go ahead with yours real quick. No, go ahead. Oh God. Um. Sorry. Or I can go ahead. It's yeah. Uh, you go ahead while I. Cycle so mine. my favorite moment with Coco. It changes so often, but this is the one that stuck the longest. Um, she brought me down to Georgia to judge a pageant and there's an alleged push involved, but I don't think so. Um, but there's a point during this pageant where she is co-hosting with somebody and I'm pretty sure it was trash. Um, and she said, um, and then she's like, oh, I didn't mean to say, um, and Coco's in this whole gown and she full on just, (laughs) Like, you hear her, like, laugh, and then you just see her fall over. And, like, she full-on, like, falls into the floor in this whole gown. Like, it was just, it was so funny. I couldn't even, it broke my, like, attention on the pageant for a minute, and it was, which is so bad. But, like, just looking over and see, like, hearing her laugh and then just fall over, it was just. <laughs> oh, God, that I wish. Oh, that, that sounds about right, too. Oh, my God. So, I don't have one for in drag. Okay. Not a funny moment. I have genuine moments in drag. I mean, um, that, that works, too. I think one of my favorite moments with her drag, really, um, would have... So, she did a pageant a long time ago called Miss Bikini Bottom. And... She was performing in a, because uh, she was hosting it, in a swimsuit. And she doesn't know this. She's going to kill me after she hears this. And this will be a test to see if she listens. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of her uh, things were slipping out. <laughs> this was before we started transitioning. And I happened to notice one of these things slipping out. And the person beside me also noticed for a second. And I just the whole time was like, I don't know what to say to Coco. How do you go up to someone and say, oh, girl, you're slipping? 
appropriately. So <laughs> that one just kind of happened. Um, my funniest moment. She's going to kill me for saying this. It makes me look not stupid, but oh God. So we were doing this oddities a show right before I moved out. And we went to, I was living with my friend at the time in Augusta. And we were at my friend's house and she was going to co-host with me on the first night. And she was worried about cussing on the mic. So we made a joke that we were going to put my friend's dog shock collar on her. And when she cussed, I would shock it. Okay. And I was like, oh, but could you actually handle being shocked? She said, bitch, I don't know. (laughs) So she took the shock collar and held it to her neck. Okay. Okay. So I get the buzzer. Okay. And I don't know how to operate this thing. Just so we're where the story's going. (laughs) I put it on one. I hit one of two buttons. Okay. It beeps. She goes, okay, didn't feel it. I go to two. Same thing. I go to three. Same thing. I go to four. Same thing. And she's like, maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe it's just a sound that scares the dog. I go to five. (laughs) She says the same thing. I was like, okay, let's go to six. Because it has ten settings. I go to six. I do it. She's like, girl, it's it doesn't work. I was like, what if it's this button? And I fucking hit the bottom button on six and shocked the fuck out of her. She threw that thing so far and fell to the floor. She's like, you didn't seem to turn it down. I was like, it didn't work. I shot the hell out of her. And I'm so and my friend had a kitchen a camera in his kitchen and I was like, Oh, I should have asked him for that recording. Best thing. She yelled so loud. It was hilarious. And I was like, Are we gonna do it? And she was like, No, screw that. (laughs) If anybody was gonna get shocked by a shot color, Oh my god, that's one of my favorite moments <laughs> with her to share people because that's very much me and that's very much her in that moment. That's me being very much a, a ditz and not paying attention and that's her <laughs> letting someone do something to her for the sake of entertainment. Oh, I have never... <laughs> oh, I'm uh, crying. She's not even here and I'm crying. No. <laughs> and that just... And we didn't use it, obviously, in the show. But that was the same <laughs> show where she stapled a dollar bills to herself. See, it's okay. You know what? I, her her Christmas present for me is going to be a shot collar. <laughs> she won't uh, use it. After she that, does. she won't use it. She learned not to. She learned not to cross the, the, the lines. <laughs> Uh, and every time I tell someone that story, they're like, why didn't you go back to one? I was like, I didn't think it was going to work. So that's why she stopped barking. Got it. <laughs> I fixed her issues. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh, my favorite moment with her right there is uh, fucking shocking the hell out of her. You can't, if, it's, if you're not a true friend, do you not shock each other? <laughs> However, hold on, let me tell you this. Oh, before this, she had a tape when she was living with uh, Selena and Shelby, she had a taser and this motherfucker would chase me around the house 
trying to tase me with her taser. So it was kind of like karma. You should have just left that part out because now we all know that you actually did it as a revenge tactic. I didn't. I did not. I did not. There was no propaganda. There was no agenda in this (laughs) shocking. But yes, she would chase me around with the taser. And so... I, maybe the universe wanted her to realize why you don't <laughs> chase people with a pink taser, which I hid from her when I found out where it was. Uh, but yeah. Oh, fucking Coco Dove. Oh my God. Uh, oh, there's so many moments with her. I don't even remember all of the all of the moments that I've had with her, but she made some really good... When she lived up here, she was vegan, vegetarian. <laughs> Vegetarian, excuse me. Yeah, she went back home to y'all and like completely lost it. Um, Can't live with Felina Fritz and be a vegetarian. Well, when she lived with me, she was a a vegetarian and she made this like really good like vegetarian dinner and it was bomb. I'm like, she she can cook, she can throw down in the kitchen. Yeah, I've never had her cooking, um, so I can't. Did you not have the soup when we were down there? I thought August cooked that. Oh, never mind. Maybe August did. It was good too. No. no, wait. I think her and uh, August and uh, yeah, the kids made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did have this. It was good. Look, anything August cook, I'll eat because mm-hmm. I can imagine he cooks amazingly. He's so sweet. Oh my god. She so fell. Don't know. August is her partner. Yes, her yes. fiance, who we call her husband, because they might as well just be married. Mm-hmm. But he is. I think he is exactly who she's supposed to be with. He gets her, he understands her, he appreciates her, he helps her. And that's especially what a partner is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I applaud her on that. And I'm so happy that she found that because, you know, being with her when she was with her previous relationship and then you, you were with her for whatever that person was that I met once and did not like. Uh, we both know how, you know, the passion that she is for a person, and I'm glad to see that that passion is being received back to her. Because mm-hmm. she deserves it. She you does. Think, is there a moment that you have with her that is like a that you look back and you're like, wow, she's just a very genuine person. Like a moment where she did a a selfless selfish deed, selfless, whatever the word is. Oh God. Oh, there's so many. Um. I think it's just the 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 communication that we've had. Uh, I that's a very like it's not a very specific moment, but just the support that I felt from her from day one, um, at all times across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just. I don't know. I mean, I've seen her bend over backwards to help other people. I'm a very weird individual too. I don't like letting people help me. So it's kind of, it's, that's, that's where that weird blur is. That's where she and I, she's like, but I also will like give to other people, but I won't let other people get, it's weird. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How about, how about you? Mine's very, like I said, mine was very just broad. (laughs) I think mine's broad as well. I would say that I think the way she gives to the new Queens because mm-hmm. she does not, and I mean, she she may make like a, a, 
a comment about something, but she will never judge a new queen like they've been doing it for years. She'll be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't have done that, but maybe, you know, you can advise them, talk to them. And she will give her genuine opinion and experience to new queens, whereas a lot of older queens or seasonal queens, I won't say older because she's not that old, uh, seasonal queens uh, or experience don't do that. They're more shady. They're like, oh, you, you'll get it on your own or they don't talk to you. So that is something I really adore about her when I see her around these new queens, especially in the Augusta area, because there's a lot of them now. And she generally gives them advice, helps them, appreciates them. So I beyond like that about her. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, even whenever we were all down there together, um, like a month ago, um, she gave me her pay to help me pay for like gas and stuff, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah, she is. I think we should all. I think I don't know. I feel like she's destined to do something amazing. I mm-hmm. just don't. I don't know what it's gonna be. I feel like she should really start vlog. I want her to vlog so bad. Because especially right now, if going to Miss Continental, that would be an amazing. Because there's that one documentary of the pageant system, yada yada. But mm. there's no ever documentary on someone preparing for a pageant. There's always the mini before and the beyond after. Mm-hmm. So, I think that if the hoe don't start vlogging, she's missing out on opportunities. That's true. Maybe. Maybe this podcast will inspire her to do that. Maybe. Maybe if she's actually listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm going to test her next time. I'm going to be like, what was the last word of the podcast? Oh. Which we, well, know, the, we know the answer. I was like, wait. But we'll see if she gets the answer. She'll probably be like, um. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, hey. And I miss living close to her. That was the hardest part was moving away as I had gained this beautiful, amazing friend and then like ripping Mm -hmm. it away. But she's that kind of friend that you never like lose connection with. You may not talk every single day, but when you do talk, it's like you never stop talking. And when you hang out, it's like you, it's like you just left her house five hours ago and you're back at her house now. Yeah. I cried when she moved. Yeah, it's tough. And I'm trying to I'm, I move away from Florida in a month, so I'm going to try, try to get her down here. We should all really just come down to Florida and just have a powwow. And then I mean, come to North Carolina, North, North Carolina and just powwow it out. We should make a vlog out of it. Travel vlog. The T girls. The T stands for traveling. <laughs> oh. The tea girls on wheels. The tea girls on wheels. You know, that's something she's also really good on, and I don't think she uh, will acknowledge it. She's really good at marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. And she plays it off like she's not, but she is, that brain of hers is really brilliant. If you ever get a chance or have an idea, listen to her, and you'll make probably a million dollars, because she's so good at graphic design. Oh, my gosh. I know. She's just so artistically creative just across the board like i mean even her like makeup station is like art (laughs) yeah 
you know, very beautiful. Her, I, I get jealous of people who can draw. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before in this podcast. And she's just one of those people that just sits down and will just draw. And I'm like, how did you do that? How my house, like her house is, it's all her stuff. And that would be so cool to just like go buy a big old canvas and just put whatever I wanted on it. And that become mm-hmm. my house. And you did say that, but that's the episode, that's the lost episode because Coco. Oh, that is the lost episode. Oh mm-hmm. God, the lost. We're like Drag Race, the lost episode. Mm-hmm. The lost Coco season. messed it up. <laughs> it was weird. So when I was editing it, I was doing the <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Coco Dove. Hey, Cat." When I said, "Hey, Cat," Coco goes, "This is my episode. I'm so excited." And I'm like, "Wait." And then it like when we asked her a question, it she wouldn't answer because her audio was like it was. I don't understand how it happened. It was delayed, and then it was sped up on some parts. And I was like, "What is this?" And I, and I don't know. I don't understand. It was annoying. I was going through it trying to save it, and I was just like, "There's no saving this." Uh, Robert was sitting there playing video games, and he just was like. Why are you doing that? I was like, I'm not. I'm not. It's doing it on its own. And of course, it would be Coco's audio. It was like, <laughs> of course, out of everybody's audio, yeah. it would Coco be Coco's. Would be the- so, because mm-hmm. our audios on this platform that we use, our audios come individual. So it records my audio, it records yours, and it records hers. And I stitch them together. Mm-hmm. And then I edit it, because I got to make sure we're all linked together, and then I can actually hear it. But hers, I just could not. I don't know what it was. Even the time. Mine and yours was the exact same time. Hers was like two minutes shorter. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I told I was like, what is this? So I'm hoping when she gets to join us again and come back on our show. <laughs> that when she's not trying to get to Oz. When she's not having horrible weather from like whatever she's doing the hoodoo voodoo mm. she'll actually be able to join us and we can talk about her but i'm so excited for whatever the hell this ends because two days worth of tornadoes that's a little that's a little too much mm-hmm. that's a little that's we're supposed I- to be getting it but i see nothing because <laughs> coco's holding on to it <laughs> she's fucking outside holding on to a tornado bitch she says, no, how did you go to Oz? <laughs> I got my red slippers on. Please take me home. Please take me home. Oh, no. Do you have any last remarks about the amazing Coco Dove before we end here on our 40-minute mark? I... Just, if you guys ever get a chance to meet her, meet her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's... I mean, don't be like a stalker, but like you know, meet her. Um, Because like we said at the beginning, there's nothing and no one like Coco. Yeah. Like, it's such a... She's one of those people that you can spend two minutes with her and it'll be forever, like, marked on your life. Yeah. And she will be famous one day. She... Mm -hmm. I 100% believe she'll be famous one day. And that's not why I'm friends with her. But I believe she's destined for greatness. And I feel like she... Deserves it. I think the amount of work that she puts in everything, she fucking deserves it. I will do anything for her if it meant her being successful. Mm-hmm. And she knows that. I've Same. told her a few 
If you ever get on any of the shows, I know you can't tell me. Just message me saying your grandma's in the hospital and you need a loan. And I will do whatever it takes to get you that money. Because I know how it is. I, I don't know how it is to get on the shows. But I <laughs> know that it's going to... Crunch time. got to put money in and you don't have long to do it. So I want her to be able to do exactly what she wants to do. Same. So I will do whatever it takes. I will give up a fucking kidney if I have to. Oh no, if she gets famous, she'll leave us. She ain't leaving my ass. I'm finding the bus and we are going with her. I mean, that's true. That's true. You think we're going to leave her alone? No. Mm-mm. Oh. And she'll, she'll have more time. Well, she won't have too much time, but she'll have more money. She can actually do stuff and enjoy her time. True. But true. I just, my biggest worry if she ever gets famous, and it's not because of her, it's because of her previous partner is her children because i know her children where they are is where they're staying you know in the sense mm-hmm. and so i don't like i think she deserves to be famous i just hopefully her partner her old ex-partner will put in that effort and make sure that she can still see her children because she loves her children she does yeah when she um is coming to visit me i think she's bringing her kids with her even though one of them caught me a tranny. <laughs> I will not let that kid live that down. Fucking mommy, is she a tranny like you? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? What did your kid just call me? <laughs> but then, I mean, Karma, whenever she went up back to Coco, and was like, I love our small little house. It's not very big. but Not very big. It's cute. <laughs> just like, oh God, your child is like, wants no other. Coco Dove. I mean, yeah, I mean, she'll get you into some situations too. Hell yeah! When I hold on. Oh. Oh. So me and Coco had to go to Columbia for a booking. This is when she was single. Okay. And I am very blunt when I'm dolled up, and my confidence is a little bit more bigger because I. There's like different stages of me. And when I'm dolled up, my confidence is like, fuck yeah, what you want. Mm. So we were at this bar and there was a cute bar boy. And every girl in the back, Gouda Judy and uh, Veronica, were talking about him and Coco. Coco kept saying, I want to see his dick. I want to see his penis. And I was like, well, ask him. And Veronica was like, just ask him. He doesn't care. And so he comes back there, and Coco looked at him, and then turned right back around. And I was like, I ain't got no fucks. I was like, I got a question for you. He was like, what? I was like, she wants to see your dick. And I, no hesitation. This boy just pulls it out. Now, Coco being Coco, she goes, can I touch it? And this is what, she takes one finger, she pokes this kid's, or not kid, this man's penis, he was a twink, so that's why I said kid, because he was probably mm-hmm. 19, 20. Pokes it and dies laughing. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? And she turns bright red and just is on the floor dying. <laughs> and then she grabs me with the hand that she decided to touch said penis with. Oh. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, it was... She will get you into situations that you probably never thought you would be it. So, um, 
we when she brought me down for the same pageant that she fell out on the floor for. Apparently, <laughs> she's just in the floor a lot because she was in the floor drunk. She was in the floor at the pageant. She was in the floor when she touched the penis. She's just apparently in the floor a lot. It's fine. Um, but she got me a hotel room. Um, and first off, it's a gated hotel. And you might know exactly where this is. Oh my god. No. And they don't allow women on the 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 property. So we had to like expose ourselves as trans women because only gay men are allowed to be there or straight men or only it's basically like it's a gay male resort where yeah. you have to have which I hate this resort for this. What about resort? <laughs> It's not. It's nothing to write home about. Um, but it, the rule is a thumb. You have to have a uh, penis to be there, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is stupid. Because my, two of my tr- two male friend, trans male friends, went and got kicked out. Uh, but they're men, and it's an all male resort, and they're gay. So, but yeah, continue. Sorry, I hate this place that you're talking about. So we come rolling up and there's a trans woman working in the office. So I'm like, okay, well now I don't feel so bad. She didn't warn me about any of this, by the way. She just said, you have a hotel room. So I'm like, cool. Great. (laughs) Groovy. And I made her stay in the hotel room with me. Like she put you in the resort by yourself. She, uh, Uh I'm going to get your ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think the plan was always for her to stay with me, but she didn't have a choice at that point. No. Um, I don't understand why. Oh, but, I love um, Well, I think it was free, too. So, I mean, I don't think it was like a big yeah. thing. I but... mean, the bar owner who at the bar across the street owns the resort. So. Uh, yeah. So, I'm just sitting there like the whole weekend. I'm like looking around. Like, I'm like, is there like a camera hidden somewhere? Is this like. It was just, it was, it was, yeah. Coco will get you into some situations. The whole time I was just like, what do you mean? It, what do you mean only guys allowed? Excuse me. Hold on. What? Yeah. No. The Parliament House is a nasty ass place. The I Parliament House in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, I was like the Parliament House in Florida. I have a story about that one, but that's not cocoa related. Well, if y'all want to hear that for another day, you need to just follow and and listen to other podcasts because one day I'll share that story about how I um had a scary situation. Oh God, yeah, we'll have to hear that. All right, well, I will let you end this amazing episode. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Um, Share, share, share with everybody. But for now, this has been an entire episode on Coco Dove. We hope you have a trans-tastic day. We're never going to get it, but thank you so much. Uh (laughs) Oh.